Welcome to the Wicked Radio Network. Okay, here we go. This is Angela's Awesome Podcast, and I'm Angela Freeman. I'm podcasting here from Ketchum, Idaho, in my little personal training gym, which is awesome. If you live around here, please come try a workout. First one's free. Talking about joy on this podcast, not only about being awesome, but particularly at the beginning of 2016, setting the steering wheel for more joy. This is season two. This is episode five, and this particular episode is called Slowing Up. So as in previous season two episodes... There's a live portion from my Tuesday night coaching group, and I'm going to feed you right into that. I hope you enjoy it. It also has the fun worksheets. It's like adult homework. Yay! You guys can know what you're asking your kids to do, or if you don't have kids like me, you just have dogs, you maybe enlist them in looking at the pretty pictures. Um, those, The download or the uh, link to those notes is in the show notes, so print those out. Get ready to do some writing. I hope you get inspired. I was certainly inspired, so it was very helpful for me. I hope it's helpful for you. Thank you so much for listening. I'll be back at the end of the live part. All right, welcome, everybody. It's a little smaller group tonight, but that's okay because it's awesome. This is a um, big topic, you guys, slowing up. Uh, so we'll do, we'll do the little talk. We'll do some writing, and then we'll check in after the end okay uh slowing up so i think i was thinking about this as i drove over here i think i got this from mark david my teacher in um boulder the institute for the psychology of eating this idea of slowing up rather than slowing down because to me and i think i like well i do i love it and i think i heard it and loved it because i love the idea of slowing up or up to me sounds like advancing and you know 2.0 and the you know like your net the graduate program slowing down kind of reminds me of dieting like you're just gonna have to be deprived and you know it just kind of doesn't have the same energy so so it's called slowing up a spiritual practice for creating structure for more joy and more freedom so interesting little idea here where we actually when we have restrictions we actually have more freedom or more structure um, you know, one of the, the methodologies that talks about this is um, Ayurveda, where it talks about like we basically were always looking to find this balance of how much we give up in order to have a body that works for us better, right? So we may end up choosing not to eat cold ice cream at the end of a meal, so our digestion's turned on, so we're giving up ice cream, but then our digestion's working really well, and we're functioning the rest of the night. So, and we're hanging out and we're not worried about, you know, our stomach churning. So sometimes there's a point of like, I don't do this, I don't do that, I don't do this because then everything else is better. And it's a matter of everybody's gonna have a unique fit. So what doesn't work for some, like that might really be something that someone's sensitive to but it might not be that big of a deal to someone else and they may have to do something else. So like, for example, here's another example. 
I started drinking coffee in uh, October. I don't know why. I, something was helping with my headaches. And I'm like, oh, I'm just going to drink coffee again. I haven't drank coffee forever. So I'm on this super big process of like weaning down. And I'm still getting headaches every day from the caffeine withdrawal. And someone else that I know has just made the switch to green tea. No problems. So it's just the difference. It's just a different. I'm just more sensitive to caffeine than some people. So that's just one tiny little example. So basically... Um, I love this little uh, yellow guy. There is no path to happiness. Happiness is the path. And the point tonight is we're going to talk about some things that we've all heard a ton. Like I almost put in stop and smell the roses just because it's so cliche. But it's so true. But I want to talk and just try to shine more light on it and more inspiration and maybe have us find some ways, some practical like applications for that. Because it's one thing to read all these little quotes, but we're living in an environment that says, do more, be more, have more, go get it. There are no limits. I mean, that's, it's a setup. So, um, but since we're all even here, even taking the time to even look at this, we're already ahead of the game as far as I'm concerned. Um, so my sponsor, Mentor, she says all the time, the richer our inner life, the simpler our outer life. Um, so the more of, I believe, this type of work we do, where we learn what really works for us, the less frills we need. So I just wanted to put that on there, because that really resonated with me. Um, after I heard it from her like, I don't know, half a dozen times, I finally was like, oh, I guess that's probably true. And then I just loved this. Come on, inner peace. I don't have all day because that's really how I feel sometimes. <laughs> uh, okay. And, you know, interestingly enough, um, one of the things that happened to me last week is I started this, this uh, I started with this new therapist and um, we were talking about this idea of um, how he was talking about some Buddhist monk and I can't remember. I need, I'm seeing, I'm, seeing him again on Friday, so I have to get his name and find the reference, but basically how um, the practice is to really find things that you can enjoy in any given moment and then tune into it, particularly in your body. So what feels good about it? Like, does it feel good to look around? Does it feel good to close your eyes? And does it feel, you know, are your fingers warm? Does it, you know, just these sensations that we kind of don't pay attention to. So we were discussing that and it was, it's been a really interesting experience for me this week. Like that was kind of my homework is to tune in and kind of, kind of do that. But the point of that is, is that by learning what I'm hoping to do with that is I'm hoping to be more content and find a little bit of joy in more moments. So I'm not constantly thinking do more, have more, be more in order to I don't know, have more joy. I mean, I, you know, when I, the more I write on it, the more I'm like, wow, what, what is this, you know, what am I thinking I'm going to get? I'm going to be successful. You know, it's wild. So anyway, that's, um, that's, I got off sidetracked a little bit on that, but anyway, that's okay. So that's where we're going. So the next page. All right. So basically we did structure, param. So you can find a word. So one of the words in one of the references, um, one of the books that I listened to called Speed, um, she talks about limits, but I spent an hour with Hillary discussing what words would work instead of limits because from a feng shui point of view, we don't want to talk about being limited. 
So I had emailed several times, but we came up with some words that work and their structure, parameters, boundaries, edges, and perimeters. And those words do actually sound better to me than limits. So, uh, but those things, like we just talked about, create freedom, power, focus, love, and joy. Focus and power, similar, because when we're spread out, imagine a big light, when it's in its big spread out, you can kind of see out into the darkness, but when you bring it in, you can really see, right? So if you laser focus and choose and, you know, not try to get everything, but bring it in here, more power, more focus possible. The other thing I really wanted to mention is, and we, I did kind of mention this, but just to really state, you know, these are some things that have really helped me, but I'm a recovering workaholic. So one of the blessings of being a serious addict, alcoholic, workaholic, is that you really go so far on one side that you, you're going, you're, you're basically, you're, you're going up in flames and you're gonna figure, you're gonna continue, the house is burning down or you're gonna get some help. So these strategies and these things have been really helpful for me because I just went to such an extreme. Now, someone else maybe isn't gonna be at that extreme. This may be a little bit like, well, I, this is too much. I don't wanna go this slow. That's perfectly fine, of course. Um, I just think it's good to, we're gonna do some writing and everyone will kind of get maybe a little bit more clarity about what's working. Um, but in no way am I saying that everybody needs to slow down. The four, four of you, maybe no one needs to slow down. So that's not, I'm just going to share with you some things that I definitely need to slow down. <laughs> but like I said, I went clear on this other direction. So, um, which is, which to me is awesome. I mean, now it was really hard when I found that out. You know, in, in the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous, they have these stories in the back. And they basically are the super extreme stories they start with where people are like literally dying and still drinking. They're in the hospital having someone sneak drinks in, right? And then they have some that are kind of more moderate. Like they maybe lost their job, but they're not actually in the hospital drinking. And then they have some and they, they're, they, they're basically, they stopped early. So there's all these levels of recovery and there are, and so it's the same idea with this. Like you may not be over here where I was burning down, but that doesn't mean that this couldn't be. Some of these things can't help you. Recovery 2.0. Okay. Um, when Alcoholics Anonymous first started, like it was only the, the bottom, you know, the very desperate because it was just, there weren't that many people that do it. And now it's pretty much for anybody who wants, you know, this, you mean like, I just have a little problem. That's your, go ahead, come on in. It's not, you know, or not. Everybody has a different bottom. And the point is, is that there are people stopping without going as low. And interesting side note, <laughs> when I got into AA, because I wasn't drinking every day, and I wasn't even getting drunk every time I drank. I was like, oh my God, I have this really high bottom. Well, I guess I'll stop anywhere. And I was kind of a point of like, look at me. I have this high bottom. Well, <laughs> 
I had the worst first year ever because it was actually really hard. For not having a low bottom, it was really hard. And the longer I was sober, the more I realized the reason why I had a high bottom with alcohol is because I'm so good at switching addictions. Like if anything ever got too bad with alcohol, I just started working more. And if it got too much with the work, then I just switched into you know eating and exercise. And if that got uncomfortable, just go back to the drugs and alcohol. I mean, it just... So high bottom is kind of a joke. But... In the beginning, I had to tell myself that. Okay, next page. Why slow? So why? So here's three reasons why I think this is important for anybody, um, and I'm sure there's more. I just picked out my favorites. Um, acting rather than reacting. So we've talked a lot in this series about creating the vision of our life, about what we really do want to bring in. That's part of the, you know, it's even on the poster. Like, what do you really want? We want to focus on what we really want. We want to, and then. So we say we want this, and then we focus on the things we have in our life that we really appreciate. Well, when you're going fast, it's harder to do that. So we're, we're working on acting rather than reacting. We're coming from a place of making decisions. Um, this isn't working for me. What are some other options? Can I reach out and call someone? Can I try a different strategy? When you're moving really fast, most of the time you're just reacting. Someone's done something, and you're going to do it back. They cut you off in traffic, and you're going to you know make sure that you honk the horn and you know whatever or someone sends you a blah 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 and you make sure you know so when we're going slower we have a much better chance of coming from a place of is this working how do I want to approach this um, fast can be coming from a place of pressure I have to do this knee-jerk reaction type things um, or you know obligation that's a big word right um, so even just taking the time to decide what obligations are serving us because one of the spiritual teachers I worked with along the way, she, her, one of her sayings is, if it doesn't work for you, it doesn't work for anybody. And that's an interesting idea. If it doesn't work for you, it doesn't work for anybody. And I actually full-on agree with that. Although at first I was like, hmm. But... You, we've all been around those people that are like self-sacrificing but don't really want to be. You know what it's called? A martyr type thing or victim type thing. There's so many ways to be of service that honor who we are, our unique selves. We don't have to be of service in ways that don't honor us because someone else will. For example, here's another AA story. So when I first, second year, third year of recovery, they need someone to be the treasurer. Well, this one group, which is very uncommon, it's like the noon meetings across the board here. They're seven days a week. The men's meeting and the Friday night meeting was just like celebration meeting. So there's, these, there's nine huge meetings. So once a month you go in and there's literally, literally like, I don't know, $1,500 in ones. So you go to the bank for like three hours and count money. And that was my service position. I was like, I'm going to do this. This is great. I mean, by the third month, I was like dreading the end of the month, just completely like, and finally my sponsor was like, you know, you do chair a lot of meetings. And I'm like, I know. And I'm like, I really like those. And she's like, that's service. I'm like, yeah, but I really like it. I mean, it was like I had this idea that I had to be suffering in order to be of service. And finally I was like, I'm like, you really, I really can let this go. She's like, yeah. Someone else stepped in. He's been doing it ever since. No problem. Doesn't bug him at all. Loves it. Goes into the bank, chit-chats with everybody. So there's always so it's just let let this 
the round peg go in the round hole and the square peg go in the square hole and don't worry about it. So it doesn't work for you. It doesn't work for anybody. Think about that. Um, okay, so reason number two why to go slow is health benefits. Everybody knows the stress response exasperates everything. So when we're moving, it's, you know, when we're moving fast, the body's in. When we eat fast, it puts the body into a mild stress response. Mild or bigger. It releases cortisol. The body. What's happening when we're moving fast is we're going into this evolutionary place of the stress response, which means that we're getting ready to fight or to flee or to freeze. But basically when that happens, all the, the major, um, all the hormones and everything are going out to the extremities, getting yourself ready so you can fight or flee. And that means that digestion, elimination, assimilation are all turned down. Because those things are for long-term survival, but when we're in a stress response, it's all about short-term survival. Well, the problem is, is that short-term survival thing is happening a lot. I can't believe I didn't get any more likes on Facebook. I can't believe I got cut off in traffic. I'm gonna eat my lunch on the run. Those things are all treat, or they're all putting the body into a stress response. So those things are causing us a lot of health issues. And, or they're exasperating health issues that are already there. So another reason to go slow. Um, and then, like I said, there's that power, that focus. Uh, power is generated from thoughtful, considered, and intentional actions. When we are moving and evaluating how we're doing as we go for what we, you know, as we're manifesting what we want to bring in, when we're moving from a place of is this working and continually asking and checking in and connecting to a power greater than ourselves, we're going to have more power. Um, and then, of course, um, oh, I did put in Smell the Roses. Okay, so here's our Calvin and Hobbes. I'll read it for the people that are pod listening on the podcast. You know how everyone says, okay, so first of all, who loves Calvin and Hobbes besides me? Did you guys ever read this comic strip? I just loved it when I was younger. I had books. I think this kid is so cute. Um, so he's saying to his tiger, you know how everyone says you should stop and smell the roses? Well, this morning I did. Big deal. They smelled like a bunch of dumb flowers. It was the most mundane experience I've ever had. Who's got time for this nonsense? I'm a busy guy. I've got lots of things to do. The last thing I need is to stand around with my nose in some silly plant. <laughs> and the tiger says, I'm glad you somehow found the time for edifying this conversation. And he says, yeah, well, I'm going to have to wrap this up. My TV show is about to start. I just love that. I just love that. Okay. All right. So does the fast life lead to the good life? So we're moving fast, theoretically, because it's going to make us get stuff, theoretically give us a better life, right? I mean, right? And the interesting thing about that is to even realize or know if that's actually true, we have to be going slow enough to ask the question. So I think just being here and just taking the time to even think about it is awesome. And whatever comes out of it is perfect. Because it may come out tonight, everything's super great. My speed's awesome. I mean, what a cool thing to just reinforce how cool you're doing. Um, this next page is a page from Workaholics Anonymous. Um, there's an actual big book of Workaholics Anonymous. It's awesome. Oh, my gosh. Saved my life. Um, so, but this is about where the time goes. So there's never time to, in the first column, put things away. But there's always time to, and then it says, search for them later. So these are all just some ideas um, just, to, just to see if there's anything that, that hits home. I don't think all of these resonate with me, but a few of them do. There's never time to do things right. Always time to correct them later. I mean, it's one of those things where 
you'll think there I couldn't possibly do that and then all of a sudden you are because the universe something happens right I mean I've heard people say this I've said it myself I couldn't possibly take time off work and the next thing I know I have an injury or I'm incredibly sick and then I'm taking time off work and and whenever I hear someone say that like I couldn't possibly take time off work to take care of myself I always just say I either good friend I say be really careful about saying that and if they're not I just say a little prayer like please I hope this isn't up for them because it's interesting like you know another example of that have you ever noticed that like I couldn't possibly travel home to see my family but if someone dies you figure it out right so it's funny how we I, there's never time to drive safely but there's always time to get into accidents be patient there's never time to be patient but there's always time to apologize for rudeness never time to ask a question but always time to suffer from assumptions anybody <laughs> um, this is a good one follow your car manual always time to get lengthy repairs here's one that's come up for me there's never time to heed body signals always time to have illness I'll tell you what there's nothing like a little headache to slow me down there's never time to listen there's but always time to ask for a repeat Never time to make extra keys. Always time to get locked out. Read the instructions. Ruin a new appliance. I am pretty good about reading instructions. Okay, prioritize your work. Stay after quitting time. Anybody? Facebook? Anything like that? Yeah. Emails? No. And there's never time to monitor your fuel gauge. Always time to run out of gas. Never time to rest or relax, but definitely time to burn out or break down. Anybody? That's been me. Anybody, let's see, ask directions. Of course, we don't need that. We've got the smartphones now. But um, never time to make a checklist. Always time to run home for an item. Never time to cool our temper. Always time to have a heart attack. Never time to meditate or pray, but always time to worry. Always time, never time to have a dental checkup. Always time to have a tooth extracted. Uh, follow a budget. Get into debt. Mend a rip. Buy a new garment. I'm sorry. I'm always buying the new garment. <laughs> yeah, maybe I take it in. I don't know. There's never time to, or I'll just wear it ripped. Um, there's never time to share feelings. Always time to see a therapist. Never time to balance your checkbook. Always time to call about bounce checks. Never time to choose friends wisely. Always time to end painful relationships, right? That's very quick and easy. Never time to select healthy food. Always time to endure malnutrition. And never time to wait for guidance, always time to suffer from self-will. Anyway, I thought that was worth putting in here. That's very interesting. Uh, next page, the three things that could stop slowing up. So what? there's a lot of reasons why people don't want to slow up, down, or anything that has to do with slow. Um, but these are a few that I find interesting. Um, and again, it depends on how far over here you've gone. Because the further over here you got, there's all kinds of things that have just been malfunctioning. And there's, we could really, I mean, I could do a 10-week series on just this. But speed is a distraction. So this is the truth for, around speed. It's the truth around, it, it can be that you can use it with alcohol, drugs, food, um, it, all kinds of things. But basically, when you start slowing down and looking at what's really going on, then you see what's really going on. And sometimes that's not what you want to see. So 
for example, if I'm always busy and at work all the time, I don't really have to have major discussions with my husband about how our marriage is going. And maybe it's not going so well. But I'm just working and we're just paying the bills and I'm busy and you just sweep it under the rug, right? And if I slow down enough, I might have to like go to therapy or make some hard decisions, right? Or slowing down at your job. Do I really like doing this? Is this serving me? Am I feeling fulfilled? You know, all kinds of things. So speed is a distraction, just like alcohol is a distraction, just like anything else. And as we just kind of talked about, speed can also provide a lot of, and by speed, you know, I mean going fast, not drugs, although that can do that too. Um, you know, it can provide drama, a car accident running, you know, in this drama that alcohol, you know, same thing with alcohol, it can cause that, that drama, then you, I can't deal with this. I got this big thing going on. So some of that can be self-created. So that's, that's one. And I like this little quote. I, if I had a dollar for every time I got distracted, I wish I had a puppy. <laughs> I just, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> um, this took me way longer than it should have because I just kept looking for the thing. <laughs> okay, uh, another thing, the shame factor. Is it okay to slow down? Um, you know, we live in a society that says we need to do it all. And if we don't, if you're, there's not anyone here that disagrees with that, right? I mean, because that's what's happening. And maybe we're a little bit sheltered in Ketchum, but I don't know. I think we're just a little less career and a little more physical activity. Um, I don't know, but I, I feel I feel it. I feel like there's this idea that we should be able to maintain very healthy relationships with numerous people and maintain a social media presence and run our own business and eat healthy, organic, homemade food and, 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 and. And it's Crazy. So this speed thing doesn't necessarily always have to be about work. It can be about anything. But we live in this place where it's, and then we, we're being bombarded with these images of, if you just manage your time better, then you can do all this. Like, I just figured it out because I went to this time management course. You know, for some of us, all the time management courses in the world are not going to change anything. Not one thing because something needs to go. <laughs> just something needs to go. So, of course, I had to put in a Brene Brown because we're talking about shame. Because true belonging only happens when we present our authentic, imperfect selves to the world. Our sense of belonging can never be greater than our level of self-acceptance. So, hopefully, we shine some light on what we can and can't do. And at the risk of Hillary listening to this podcast, I'm going to say I think it's good for us to know that there are limits. You know, I... I put in a Google search on the images around limits, like quotes about limits, and like all these quotes, like there's, you know, there's no limit to what you can do, and don't focus, ever focus on your limits, just you can do it. And I was like, okay, I can't use any of those. Um, and I think that's fine in a way as far as, um, I think that there are so many possibilities. I think that when we talk about like picking, but when we pick and choose, we're setting boundaries, we're setting parameters. We're not trying to be all, do all to everybody in order to be acceptable. And I think that's out there. And the crazy thing is, is that it's really pervasive in schools. I mean, it, you know, just the small, 
exposure I have to a few people in high school is, it's unbelievable. Like, it's no wonder we're here talking about this because, I mean, that happened to me in high school. It's like times, I don't even know, hundreds for these kids. Like, they're so, I've had so many moms, like, we please do talks for my girls? Can we please do a workout? I'm like, I would love to. Nobody can do it because everyone is scheduled to one inch of their eyeballs. I mean, it's just... I'm like, I don't even know if this would be helpful. I can't throw one more thing on someone's plate, you know? It's crazy. And it's not the parents pushing. It's, it's everything. And it's, it's, it's a collective. It's, it's um, you know, these kids have to do that in order to get into this college, in order to get into this job market, in order to get this job and this house and have this car and then have their kids and be successful and then maybe be happy, I guess. But it's so pervasive. So I believe that the healing is going to come from grassroots and having examples of people that are willing to do it differently so that when people are, you know, need it, we're here. Life is grand. We're full of joy. We're moving slower. Um, we can tell you all about it if you want to hear it. I, I just think that's, the, that's how it's going to heal. And I think that we're coming, I mean, I don't know how long it's going to take, but... I mean, we're crashing. You know, every other commercial on TV is talking about it, a drug for something because we're propping ourselves up. Let's go to this to go to sleep, this to get up, this to digest, this because the digestion pill is making you sick. I mean, that's there's some commercial on there. There's a pill if this pill is making you sick, and Rob just goes bananas. Like, I can't believe there's a pill for this pill. Like, I know. So, okay, I'm kidding. Anyway, um, so the shame factor. So, you know, and we have to remember, and this is another cliche, but it's also just so true, and that's how we get these cliches. Like, we can't judge our insides by someone else's outsides. We have, we have to trust and, and go slow enough that we can connect with our own gut and our own self and, and the people that we know are on the same path and rather than looking at Facebook, looking at, you know, X, Y, and Z who have everything together. Like, maybe they do, and congratulations, but maybe they don't. So good not to, to look at that. Um, three, scarcity thinking. So this idea that there's not enough, so we've got to be on it all the time because otherwise someone else is going to get that space. They're going to get the market share of the, you know, clients, and they're going to do this, and they're going to do that there's enough for everybody. Like if I get a piece of the pie, that doesn't mean there's less pie for anybody. It's just like, it, it, it's an unlimited pie. And it's hard to remember to think that way sometimes, but I think it helps keep, it helps with slowing down to just remember that. Um, okay, here we go. So this book, it was called Speed. She's talking about addicts and she's a addiction, um, long time addiction therapist. Um, and uh, so she's talking about the extreme. The house is burning down. But I went through this list with Rob today, and he's definitely not, and, and he thought it was interesting. So I put it in here. Um, so I'm just going to read them, and you can put a yes or a no, or, yeah, you need a pen. Um, you can do a yes or a no. And just, it's just to create some awareness and just get your ideas going. So there's 20 questions. You know, in, Al in Alcoholics Anonymous, there's 20 questions. They're not these 20 questions, but they're basically about alcohol, and you get to answer yes or no, and it helps you identify if, gee, I might have a problem. 
And the reason why they have to write this down is because when you start going over here and it starts getting out of balance, we go into denial. And we, have, we just talked about some of those reasons why we would do that, but it starts to feel normal. So we'll just run through these and just see if anything lands. And um, if, if it doesn't, that's fine too. So there's three categories. The first one is behavior, 20 questions. Number one, do you want to slow down but cannot? Have you lost control? Number two, do you keep adding activities without taking any away? Number three, do you work longer and longer hours but don't ever finish? Number four, do you treat other problems, sleep, depression, anxiety? Number five, do you act first and think later? Number six, do you check your email and reach for your phone first thing and last? Feelings. Seven, do you feel internal pressure to live fast and act fast, which becomes a craving to connect more rapidly? Eight, do you feel empty when you're not in constant action? Nine, do you feel nervous without your tech gear in hand or pocket? Ten, do you feel the beep of your phone as the comfort that gives you a shot of adrenaline? As I reach for my phone and make sure it's turned off. Eleven, do you feel you belong when you are rushing, stressed, and in action? Twelve, beliefs. Twelve, do you believe you should have no limits and are entitled to live without limits? Thirteen, do you believe you should think, feel, and react instantly? Fourteen, do you believe you will fall behind if you slow down? Fifteen, do you believe success equals fast and faster and slowing down is failing? Sixteen, do you believe you should only feel good, only feel high? Other feelings are a sign of failure. Seventeen, do you believe stress is the price of success and chaos is normal? Eighteen, do you believe that the new intimacy through technology and less time for offline relationships is the price for, for success? Nineteen, do you believe that instant action is a virtue and you can overcome anything with enough willpower? Twenty, do you believe all change must be too big, must be big to count? So we're going to spend a couple minutes writing down anything that came up for you on this. Um, I do want to just say one more little thing about this before we go to the writing because I thought this was really interesting. So I listened to this book, um, and I, I, I really thought it was good. I thought um, I, I liked her points. I liked this checklist. I thought it was interesting. I don't think it's the end-all, be-all, and I don't think that if there are some yes questions that it means it's wrong or bad. And I did read a review online. I can't remember who, who it was, but I'll have to look and put it in the uh, notes on the podcast. But So this guy was given her book, and his editor was like, I want you to read this in four hours and write a, write a review on it. So the guy speed reads it, <laughs> writes a review, shreds her, just shreds the book, like... You know, she's talking about this addiction that doesn't really exist. It's the last thing stressed out families need is something else, blah, blah, blah. Like, I just read this. And, I, you know, yeah, I can't read a novel anymore because I'm always looking for the speed points. But I crank this out in half a day and blah, 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 blah. So he's really happy going super fast. And he thinks this is ridiculous. So there is that. So there's no, I'm not saying this is right and or he's right, I'm just, it's just, I find it interesting, and it's again, that whole idea of what 
we're really looking for and how it's making us feel and on the journey. So we're just checking in. So I just wanted to be one more time, be really clear that so if you answered yes to all of them and you're like, wow, this is bad. It may not, maybe not, maybe it's serving you really well. I just find it interesting. So the next page, write down any observations that came up for you from the 20 questions. So it doesn't have to be a need to change anything. It could be, this was interesting. This feels really good. I'm really proud of myself for this. This is perfect. I'm going to put a two-minute timer. Um, yeah, so just see. I, I didn't really notice. I mean, I noticed some things, and once I started writing, it started coming up. So here we go. Here, I'm going to share with you just a little bit about what I wrote. Um, one of the things that really popped out for me was I still, I'm releasing this idea because it's not serving me anymore, but it's just pretty, runs pretty deep. So it's in process of leaving, but I'm still pretty sure that I have to be going fast in order to be successful. And I have to be just a little miserable at work, you know, because that's the price of it. But here's what I'm coming around to. I don't necessarily know that that's gonna make me happier anymore. So why not just not be busier, be okay with right where it is, and really enjoy everything? So that was just interesting, because there is still, there was one of those questions where I was like, Do, am I afraid of falling behind if I slow down? I am, but then when I really sit and think about it, like what is falling behind actually? 
so I don't have a bigger group. I'm pretty happy with you guys. You know, so it, that was, that's what I'm saying. Like, and someone else may not have that conclusion. They may decide that it's worth it to be going faster, to be more successful, to have more status or more money or something. I don't know. That's, and that, there's nothing wrong with that. I just think it's good to know. I just think it's good to know, right? So we can make the decisions from a place of this is what I want and it's worth it. All right. We'll keep, we're going to all check in on that later if we want to. Um, we're going to keep on going. I, this is kind of a long one, so I'm going to keep it, keep it going here. Okay. So the next page, uh, reprioritizing values. So this is, again, from Workaholics Anonymous. I, I love this page. Um, this really resonates with me. I, you know, it says recovery values and it says addiction values. This is speaking to people that have been out here. We have to re we have to start thinking in the, on the left-hand side. Like, we don't have the luxury of staying over here. But that doesn't mean that those words on the right-hand side are bad. Um, they're just more extreme. And when you're out here, you've got to rein in in order to have any kind of life and balance. But if you're here, maybe some of those words work. Does that make sense? So this may not be... But it's just interesting. So we have the recovery values and the addiction values, but let's just say we have one way of doing it and then an alternative way of doing it and kind of just see what you think. I don't want to make it such a strong word. Um, so process versus outcome, experience versus manipulate, instead enjoy or endure, be, do, participate, perform, Kind of a big one, right? Anybody feel that one? Savor, gulp. I'm a gulper. <laughs> Even with all the eating psychology. <laughs> Cannot drink coffee slow. Okay. Savor, um, quality, depth. Quantity, length. S flow, smarter. Effort, harder. Relaxed or intense. Effective or efficient. Flexible, rigid. Important, urgent. Feel the difference, energy in these. Uh, surrender or surprise or control. Simple, complex. Values, goals. In awe, shut down. Well, that one, we're, yeah, I don't want to go with that one. Uh, it, so relating, uniqueness, comparison. Principles, personalities. Cooperate, compete. Both and or a win-win, either or. Relationships, things. Because oftentimes in the search for things, we have to pick between the two, right? Not always, but sometimes. We see that a lot, certainly. Consensus, majority. Respect, admire. Time, time, money. Under schedule, over schedule. Now, Past, future. This idea of under-scheduling. It's crazy. Um, yeah, I like that. Okay, so just wanted to put out some words because the next question is, what do I really want? So values, experiences, things, status, accomplished goals. Again, no good thing, bad thing. Um, and, you know, we have this, I, at least you kind of hear this, like things won't make you happy, money doesn't make you happy. Well, 
some things make me really happy. Like Rob bought me a new split board a couple years ago. It's so much lighter. It's so much easier to put together. I love going down the map. That thing enhances my happiness, no doubt. When I was a kid, our car was always breaking down. And then finally, my dad bought my, was able to buy my mom a brand new car. Yeah, that made the whole family happy. We weren't like breaking down other places. So I, I don't think that that's necessary. I think when every time we start blanket statement, you know, do these blanket statements, like I think that at a certain degree, once we have our basic needs met and then have our really cool new split board, we maybe don't need more things to make us happy. Like that's what I think when people say things and stuff doesn't make you happy. But so I'm just throwing out those examples. I don't think, I think it's just good because maybe it is worth it to be like, I'm going to kill it and work, 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 because I really want X, Y, and Z. And that's just good to know. It's just good to know. So two minutes, what do I really want? Because really when the day is done here, what we want to do is we want to focus on the things that we want to, we want to focus on bringing, you know, putting it out there that this is what we want. We don't necessarily have to figure out how to get it. Laws of attraction will bring it in. And then we want to be really letting, you know, setting ourselves up so that these things, so that there's room for these things to come in, right? So for example, if I put down on this list that I want to have a really amazing connected relationship with Rob, then probably a good idea to make him in the top priorities instead of just my job. So it's just good to kind of know, right? Um, and it could be anything. Or you could be just state, you could just write down the values that resonated from the previous sheet. If you don't feel like writing, you can just circle them and do whatever you want. Two minutes. All right, here we go. Oops, where's my timer? It's very exciting. Here we go.
you can keep writing um, these little quotes at the bottom. Your words have creative power. Say it, believe it, and you'll see it. So it's good to write down what we really want. It's just good to be reminded. It's good to remind the universe, this is what I really want. Um, abundance is not something we acquire. It's something we tune into. I love that idea. Um, okay. Oh. I have this. I'm working with double sheets. This is the next one quality and quantity? The two. It's a little bit of this. This is actually. Oh, no, that one. Okay, I got that one. Okay, because I did the writing and then I added in some more stuff. I don't know. Gosh, about for something with working on slowing down. Um, so sometimes we have to make hard decisions, right? Because that's sort of what we're talking about. So three things I think are important is simplify. What can you let go of? This, um, this, this TED Talk by Graham Hill, um, Life Edited, pretty cool. He, this guy, super successful guy, just wasn't like money and prestige and all this whatever and didn't wasn't happy it's just so he came up with this idea of how he was just going to start simplifying so he ends up in this 420 square foot apartment building in new york have you guys seen this and he takes bids on how he can create this amazing living space within 420 feet it's 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 worth it's a five minute ted talk so it's not even a huge commitment like as we talk about slowing down and giving you something it's interesting so what can I let go of? What can I let go of? What can I let go of? Um, you know, we've heard, um, if you don't love it, release it, right? And that can apply to friendships, experiences, oblig obligation. You know, it can apply to other things. It doesn't have to be just stuff. Get particular. So same, same idea, really. Um, I, we talked about this, a new time management system so we can fit it all in, but maybe we just need to admit that we're, we, don't, we can't do it all enough um one uh, this is a good question for me um this is also from one of my spiritual teachers um does this raise my vibration or lower my vibration so this service position do i feel like this when i'm done or do i feel like this when i'm done when i go for a walk with this friend do i feel great or do i feel like the life force has been sucked out of me when i take this client when i do this job when i how do i feel this those are, those are good ways to kind of think about what maybe can be cut away. Prioritize these chains. So, um, you know, another reason why I thought it was important to put that, what do we really want? Like, we even have to go back to that list. Like, it may be too big. You may have to go back and be like, what do I really, really want? And circle the, you know, be like, what's really the top values? Really. Um, prioritize and of course we have to have the dog picture no one can make you feel inferior without your consent that gorgeous great Dane um, energy flows where attention goes so again if we want to have this idea of moving forward into evolution um, growth healing if we're spread all over the place the energy is going all over if we start to bring it in this is what I really want. That's going to help focus the energy in and get us where we really want to go. Okay, so we're going to keep this short. Um, really short. List things that are better with quantity and quality. So um, quality, I put the definition in here. The standard of something is measured against other things of a similar kind. The degree of excellence of something. 
or two, a distinctive attribute or characteristic possessed by someone or something. So quality, we know that, and then quantity, the number, the amount or number of material or immaterial things is not usually estimated by spatial measurement. So, so things that are better when you have quantity. So I put money on the quantity side, right? I mean, I don't know, right? I, I put on the I put friends on the quality. So just I'm, we're just gonna do a minute. Um, no big deal. Just I just thought it was an interesting thing because I was like, is there gonna be anything over there on the quantity? But yeah, I you know dogs apparently quantity, right? Friends on Facebook, quantity, likes, quantity. <laughs> oh, shoot. That's funny. Okay. <laughs> Just interesting, right? Okay. Number four, next page. So this was also, this one, I just... Anyway, I hope you like this question. Okay, list every time that moving really fast has brought you a lot of joy. Right? We're going to keep that at a minute. Did anybody put when you're in an airplane going to on a chat that I came up with? And when I'm working out in here. I put working out in here. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. You know, when I did this, I, I was what happened for me was I was like, anytime that I get like move fast and get all this stuff done, it always I always there's always a price. So it doesn't really bring me joy. When I just kill it all day, the next day I'm 
I always there's always a price tag on it. So it doesn't anyway. I was it got real clear for me again. Okay, so um, next one is um, list every time that moving really slow has brought you a lot of joy. So that was easier. But we're still going to stay with a minute because this is going long. So just, you know, you'll get the feeling. It's okay. So we have our Lily Tomlin at the at the bottom. For fast acting relief, try slowing down. <laughs> I just love her. I just love her. Um, okay. So I did a coaching session with my um, I have my Hillary Anderson feng shui coach right now, and then I also have a business coach that I work with sometimes. And um, I was asking her some questions yesterday about, um, because this has really been important work for me to do that this this week. It's been so great. I hope you guys get something out of it, but I got a lot out of it, so I'm really happy this was the topic. Again, because this I've done a lot of work with this, and it's just, like I said, this runs really deep, and it's just it was so good. So I was checking in with her about volunteer work and how she navigates that. Because um, I was pretty recently asked to be on the board of this nonprofit, and um, it, it just feels so, I, I just keep, it's just so much more time than I thought. And it's just, it's really draining me. And I, it's, I don't want to let it go, but it's becoming, it's been really clear that it's too much. So I was like, how, because how? I knew she was on the board for a long time and she's like it just has to be something that you're so passionate about and and she's like when you talk about this other organization that you've been involved with which I haven't actually been involved with I just have done fundraisers for like that doesn't feel like a lot of work because I for some reason it's just more where my passion is so it really got me thinking and then also working with Hillary this week like talking about what we want to attract and following our passion so um, I, we're going to do one more write. This is the last one. One more writing for two minutes on what are your biggest passions because I think when it comes to making... I resigned from the board today. Um, yeah, it felt like a big deal. And, and I got a really nice... I, so I emailed, and then the person that actually put my name in, who I really like, and she's one of my clients, and she sent me like this email back with like a bunch of hearts. And even though, obviously... That was fine. I just could feel this shame of just not being able to pull this all off. So it's, you know, I just, when I was like, okay, isn't that interesting? But, and we'll just, but it was, again, it was just like, there. I, I have 
this amount of energy and this is where it needs to go because this is so so that's kind of what's behind this like what is you know and it doesn't have to be your job or it might be your job and it might be some other things but that's going to help us figure out that's going to help you figure out what can that was how I let that go that wasn't on this list I believe in it I think it's good Got other step. Got other ways to give. Got to pick. Okay, two minutes on this one. This is the last one. Because I hope we're gonna have a lovely chat. So the final sheet is just a few of the resources. Um, I just wrote down that book by Stephanie Brown. Um, the, the two of the TED Talks, the um, In Praise of Slowness TED Talk is longer, but it's great. He talks, he, he's very involved in this. He, he said that his like turning point was when he was heard about this idea of the one minute children's bedtime story. And he was like, that's awesome, because he was always just too busy and trying to rush through it. And then, like, all of a sudden, it just landed for him, how crazy that was. Um, that's a really great 20-minute talk. And, and then the Graham Hill one is shorter, but very cool. Um, and then the Barry Schwartz book, The Paradox of Choice, he also has a TED Talk. Um, just basically how we have... So many options now that it can be very hard to choose but that's not the problem it, it the problem is is once we actually make the choice we're left with this idea well 
did I make the right choice? And that choice might have been better. And should I have done that? So we have this like low level of anxiety or regret because we have so many options. It's a very, it's very interesting. Has anybody seen that one? It's a very interesting TED talk. Um, and I have the book, which I haven't read yet, but I did rewatch the TED talk. So that was sort of the, um, some of the resources for tonight. So, um, once we accept our limits, we go beyond them. So Albert Einstein, pretty smart guy. So I thought I'd put that on there, even though it says limits. Um, okay, so that's the slowing up. Um, so as usual, if anybody, it's 8, almost 8.08. Um, if anybody needs to leave at any point, you're not being rude. This is whatever. But if anybody wants to... Did anybody have, um, yeah, anybody have any big hits of inspiration, awareness, ideas, comments, concerns? I did circle on the, um, the values page. I circled all of them under recovery, and I definitely... Um, circled efficient and things on the other side. <laughs> I like the word efficient and I like the idea of things. Not at the end all be all, but I do like the, the things that I have. Yeah, you want, yeah, tell me. Want to share? We could go one at a time. Okay, let's start with number one. Okay, hold on. I'll find mine. Okay. Page, yeah. Page 18. Slowing down with your 15-minute, with your 15-page booklet. So how about, did anyone, from the 20 questions, anybody have any major insights, ahas? This is perfect. I didn't have any yeses. I had all yeses. I'm happy with them. What do you think, Richard? Yeah, yes and no on some of them. Yeah. Um... You're not consistent, yeah. And maybe that's not a bad thing, right? I mean, we're cruising around through life. I mean, right, but I don't know that is consistent the goal. I mean, I sometimes have, like today was a really slow day for me. Not by choice, I didn't feel good. It was kind of one of those things. But still, it's not how I usually do Tuesdays. So not consistent, but I got something always goes when I am. When oh, you do more round of all less one. I mean, I have kind of a limit where if I add one thing, it's something that I can't get. Yeah, I think that's a really important one. That was a really big one for me when I first started this work. This idea of taking something out before I could put something else in, I did not like that at all. Yeah, it's hard. I, I think it's important, and I think that, again, is that whole idea, the paradox of choice, right? That, that we think these all these options is great, and it is great, and it is what it is, right? We talked about acceptance last week, like, this is what's happening. I talked about this with Jeannie on the phone. We were talking, I was like, you know, I loved mountain biking, swimming, lifting weights, running, and then hiking the dogs, like, 
But then I would be always frustrated when I would only do everything a little bit. So I ended up letting go of the least favorite. It didn't mean I didn't like it. I just let go of the least favorite. Yeah. It's hard though, right? You said a little bit Well, I just was always frustrated with them. Like I never felt great on my bike. I never felt great in the pool. I just, it just felt like it wasn't, like I always kept thinking. That's another good litmus too, is if you're always feeling like I'm just, you know, but that's me because I do those two sports are so technical that I really enjoy them more doing one of them more often than both of them not as much but someone else might do all of them and be really happy with the big variety right someone's going to want a bouquet of all roses and someone's going to want mixed flowers so it's yeah but I think that's good that question's hard Yeah. Mm, I mean, I feel uncomfortable when I like forget my phone. Yeah. Or I'm I'm somewhere. You've had some cool blackouts. Yeah, I've done some blackouts with that that cleanse I did, and it, it's a big awareness of how much I check it. And I can't. I, there's some stat of how many times we check our phone, and there's like a hit of adrenaline. I'm sure we get. When we oh that. yeah. And um, yeah, the technology is huge, and even. It's, it's a problem for me at work well, where I'll be focusing on one thing at a time and I'll feel the urge to check my email right. during, you know, a 30-minute period or an hour. Right. How many times can you check your email? Like, Tell me a little Jones. Is that, I mean, is it voluntary or involuntary? Can you get that level? I think it might be a discipline like shut the email off, put the phone on silent, put it face down. I'm treated. I'm asking. Oh. oh. Do you know what I mean? You get the urge. Well, it's again, is it bad? Is it good? Is it, I, think the, I think the bigger question is, how does it feel when you don't do it? How does it feel when you do do it? Like just trying it for yourself? For people like us, it's addictive to behavior. I get hurt. Well, I, for me, I've, when I'm writing or doing this, I try not to have my email window open and I have my phone on quiet, if at all possible, unless like Rob, you know, I know I'm expecting something because what happens for me is then I'll get distracted and then I'm off topic and then I'm, it just takes longer. And they, that, there's these two guys, Dan and Chip Heath, that wrote a book called Switch. And no, no, or is it Charles Duhigg with The Power of Habit? One of those guys. Um, and they talk about, I think it was Switch. They talk about that, like they're writing, but then they're constantly doing that. But then their writing is suffering for it because they're not focus and James Rouse who Dr. James Rouse who was here at the Sun Valley Wellness Festival he talks about multitasking being very not only um, inefficient but very hard on the um, nervous system and, and the brain so we actually can get more fatigued so as far as efficiency goes probably I try to do it just from that standpoint more than anything um, and I just have gotten out of the habit of trying to just email everybody back immediately just because I have it on my phone doesn't mean, I mean, we used, remember the days where we used to email like once a day? Like people, people do that. Sometimes people choose to do that because it's more efficient and effective use of your time. 
Again, nothing bad or good, just noticing. And that's not my last one, so I often empty through the Saturday afternoon, or Saturdays when I'm stopped. Mm -hmm. Just Friday, if I don't have something going, and say Friday, but I'll go. Mm -hmm. But I do the morning thing. Facebook, you know, just say, I'm the task. And it doesn't feel very good. No. I know, I do that too. Mm -hmm. I have a hard time when I can't do the thing because I so many of the things I like to do take physical energy, and so when I'm tired, it's challenging. Which is, yeah, yeah, yeah. Good to notice. I've yeah, I went through and I have a problem. So maybe it's not a bad thing because maybe that's part of the bonus of having this amazing technology is we can get connected with people. For me, right? it can be both. Right. I can use Facebook in a really great, productive way. Mm -hmm. I can use Facebook to check out, to, you know, to, it doesn't matter. Yeah, do something I want to do. And so my stretch lately has been to not do Facebook at night. And how does that feel making that switch? Um, my day is more grounded, calmer, more present. So better. Yeah. yeah. There's a little thing on your phone to check your battery usage. But I've gotten into my, my talk battery usage is more than Facebook usage. That's cool. See, that's the, that's the thing, right? Is trying it, being willing to try it, and see how you really feel. Because if that wasn't, there's nothing wrong. There's no right or wrong on this stuff. It's just a matter of being aware, right? We have the technology. We're not saying that it's bad to have your cell phone and be able to get connected right away. I mean, it's pretty dang cool. Like, sometimes I'm like, Rob, I was trying to text you. It's like, well, I didn't bring my phone. I'm like, what? but I needed you and I actually did. So it's like, we have this technology. You know, and now with Lucky, when we go, because I oftentimes will leave my phone when I go hiking or whatever, and now, like several times, we've been out there and lost him or the collar or something. 
and Rob's phone's not even there, or my phone's not there, and his, my number's on the thing. Now it's like, I take my phone hiking. We have this technology, and it's gonna make, and it actually makes my hike less stressful because I decide to bring it, even though I like have this thing where I'm not gonna do it. So I just put it into airplane mode and turn it on quiet. So it's not about that, but that way if something happens, I have it with me. So, totally. And it's a way to connect. You could be texting someone or calling somebody. I, I think where it gets out of balance is when that's the only connection, right? When we're, we're, we're still human, we still need to do this face-to-face -face thing in order, I think, to feel true connection. But how nice is it when you can just shoot someone a text, I'm thinking about you, do you want to practice yoga, what are you doing, right? Where are you at? <laughs> Interesting, Kat. Um, I think I'm a little bit like Bill here. I, I'm, I'm no longer a speaker. No, no, not yeah, at all. I'm not saying that anyone's saying that it's bad right. or anything, but even when I was trying to get some work done, I found that there was a positive side to it. Yeah. Like, I needed to space out for a bit. Yeah. So I did, and then I tuned back in, and then I kept going, and yeah. So, yeah. I, I think, too, that the depression, anxiety, and sleep those three things are so multi you come up on that mine were all I called Angela yesterday I had dinner plans for um, to go to the clean out um, dinner with some friends it was going to be so much fun and I didn't want to go I'm she, had to, tired. she had to call the spin doctor I called spin doctor <laughs> but she would say you don't have to go and I went to a movie by myself and it was the best night ever. I was in bed by 8.30. I was just chilling. I, it was the best night ever. And I had a really good day today because of it. Mm -hmm. But I felt like I needed that permission. Like, I need to call someone who's going to support what I really want. Mm -hmm. And um, what I really want on this list was more oriented toward feeling good with lots of energy and showing up like, like I did today. Um, it was a little bit different than my goals. Mm -hmm. From that perspective, mm -hmm. just positive learning, growing, surrounding myself with like-minded people, connection, friendships, continue to evolve. Just be, not react. Accept what is and be present. So it was more like that than goal-oriented, like mm -hmm. a house or you know that kind of stuff for me. Interesting. Balance. Yeah. Creativity, connection, community, strength, flow, experience, 
and awe and true dependence, respect, and living that way. Nice. The live I like live and let live. Yeah, it's nice, right? So I, I'm excited about um, two weeks is the forgiveness topic, and I'm reading this really great book, um, and it talks about like how one of the tools that we use to forgive is just being able to realize our shared humanity and that idea of there, but for the grace of God go I. Right? Yeah. <laughs> so it's interesting. It's, we're going to get into it in depth, but it's a really, I mean, it's just, it just, that's what live and let live reminds me of. Because if I can just allow for the fact that people are doing the best they can and just let them, you know. Um, anybody else have any, anything that, you know what? I, it's funny because when I put, what I really want is I have like a few, I, I want new flooring. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, I was like, okay, it's okay to put down stuff. Oh, at the house. Oh, no, this is perfect. I couldn't be happier with this. Um, I also said I want to feel like I have enough time and space and to feel like I have enough. This, this cutting back, going slower thing is I, it's been an interesting spiritual journey for me it's ongoing but it's it's I I find it challenging this is one of my more challenging things because I when I was younger did not go with any type of limitation beliefs at all but which is why I had a health crisis at 39 because I had unbelievable energy I was just you know, fueled by compulsion and obsession and once in a while some drugs, I could just go. I was like a workhorse and to not have that, it's been interesting to let that go. The work thing, the alcohol thing, the workout thing. Oh yeah. Well, when I, yeah, I shifted to work, but I had already shifted to work. Um, and it's interesting because in this book, this book that sh this gal wrote on speed, it was the first time I've really heard someone talking about my story, like worked and used alcohol to come off of work and used work to, to maintain not too much alcohol. That was my cycle. And she talks about it. She talks about that. Yeah. She talks about this, she talks about this speed thing from an addiction standpoint. Just, it was interesting. I, I could relate to a lot of it. <laughs> That was interesting. Um, how about, all right, so we, yeah, what else do we? I just, I like doing this. I should do this every day. What do I really want? I mean, yeah. So for me, that's the thing that stands out the most is just, again, keep focusing, putting energy into what do I want, what do I want. I mean, for me, there weren't, like, too many shocking things except for money to pay for Wyatt's college. That's the first time that was on the list. Hmm. But, you know, I mean, the other stuff is the stuff. But I just, I think just doing this regularly is a good thing for me. The, um, Esther and Jerry Hicks talk about the laws of attraction a lot. And so getting really clear about what you want, but real clear about you don't have to figure it out. You just have to be clear, this is what I want. And then... 
you do everything in your power to stay in a state of high vibration to bring it in. So it's an interesting, now whether or not that's exactly how, I personally believe that that's how it works because um, a lot of the new age laws of attraction, people talk about that, but very specifically like you don't, and, and I've seen it with manifesting, like you don't have to figure out how it's gonna manifest, you just are real clear and then you, you know, Hillary's taken to actually saying it in the, it's here, which is challenging that for me. So challenging. It's I so agree. challenging. But the one thing that Esther and Jerry Hicks are saying, and again, Louise Hay says this and many other people say this, but then, you know, lists of this, thank you, thank you. I love this. I love, you know, I'm so thankful for this. I'm so, and they are even more specific about using the word appreciation, like what you have that you absolutely appreciate rather than gratitude because gratitude indicates that you didn't really you're coming from a place of lack it's a little teeny teeny distinction but i you know so lists of things that you are that you appreciate so um i was into doing that for a while i should do it again too it really does feel good and your lists are always changing i mean rob's always on the list and the dogs are always on the list but then it's like my bed you know, my phone call with Jeannie. Like, it just depends on what was happening. So it's kind of fun to, to do that. So, yeah. But I do think, too, that the other reason why it's really good to write down what you want and to just get clear on it every time because it does help us prioritize where we're putting our energy, right? I mean, mm -hmm. it's so important to spend time visioning what we're bringing in because it's sort of that idea of you go to the airport and give me a ticket where do you want to go well anywhere you know we talked about that so i i just saved this in my um in my photos all my actions support my dreams mm -hmm. just, like so if you can think about that like all my actions support what's on that list mm -hmm. and if it doesn't maybe you think twice about it i don't know if it doesn't maybe i need to speed up a little bit <laughs> see and i love that you that you have you're bringing that side of it here because i know that's that there's yeah, yeah. I think that's powerful. I think it's important to hear that. Get rid of it. <laughs> if we hurry up and do what we have to do, like work-wise, I mean, we have to go play. I mean, that could be helpful. If I can get this on my list. <laughs> so I put down uh, what I really want as a partner. Mm -hmm. Healthy, strong, flexible body, greater peace, serve others, help others, and two hundred thousand dollars a year business. Nice. Like it. Awesome. Perfect. It's great. Cool. Sounds like a good list. I like the I like the specifics too. I don't think you have to be specific, but I think it's great when you are. Sounds a lot like my vision. Yeah. But that's that's exactly probably what I mean, if something's on this list that's new, then slap it on that old vision board because that definitely helps. Um all right, let's so number three and four, let's do those two together. Does anybody have, I mean, just if, did you have something that jumped out that was new and different? Um, when I was writing about the times that I move really fast that bring me a lot of joy, like I really couldn't keep writing. And um, I kept saying what else and what else. And then I was like, and then I started writing, not when I'm working, not when I'm driving, no, you know, so. I started writing what, because I just didn't have a lot. 
So that was. I like my moving passwords. It was short, but I liked it. So moving fast at Angela's gym. We love that. Moving fast while bump skiing. Love it. Moving fast on the dance floor. Love it. And then I love when I get into the cleaning tornado. Oh, so yeah. The cleaning tornado. Cool. So it's like, mm. Cool. <laughs> mop, 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 dish, 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 loads of laundry. I don't know, that was my list. That's cool. I didn't have a lot on my quantity. Did you guys have quantity? Oh, yeah. I put money. I put time outside. Money and powder days. Oh, there you go. Oh, man, I can't believe I missed powder days. That's a good one. Yeah. Too many of those. Yeah, right? There may be in May. Right? Yeah. I put more moments of presence. Oh, good one. Yeah, because I... Presence with bows or presence quality. like being here? Of being here, but I should have put with bows! <laughs> <laughs> Could be both. Well, it was funny because um, when we picked our words of the year a few years ago, um, my early birds and me, um, I bullied them into doing it. Um, one of them was presence. You know, one guy picked presence, and he was like, it's both being here and... With a bow, which was cool. Who else had a good quantity? Music through music gear. Oh, music gear. Oh, right, right. You can't have too many guitars, right? Yeah. That's how Rob is with skis. Yeah. So funny. Lululemon. I put that under quality, actually. I just, you know, quality. That's quality. Yeah, it's pretty good quality. Um, <laughs> I put scheduling down on quality. Quality scheduling. Also quality clients. Mm. Good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For all of us, right? Yeah. 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 Like, who wants to work with a jerk? True. True. There's your... Any, but any too many jerks in here either. I just don't have, well, I just, no, I don't, I can't even think of anybody, but you know, it's funny because um, it's definitely a different vibe than some gyms, for sure. Like, it's this, yeah. like, you know, I'm like the trainer that's going to be like, yes, you should have chocolates at Valentine's Day, and you know, I mean... <laughs> People will be come in and they'll be like, "I really need to lose weight." I'm like, "You look great. Let's just get you stronger." They're just looking at me like, "I'm like, it's just, I don't know. It's so less fun when that's the goal. <laughs> just want people to have a good time." Um, how about times that moving slow? Anybody? Oh, give us your fast. Give us your fast. Okay, good. Give us your fast one. This is gonna be good. Let's do it. Oh. Oh. Mountain biking that hill. Skiing. Sometimes making 
Okay. That goes on both lists. So I don't got that on there. Running back was on the Oh. Yeah. So the things that are on my fast list, um, to, to me it seems that it's interesting that they're now in the fall leagues. Mm -hmm. uh, what I get is when I'm still going slow, everything's bad. When you're going slow. So it seems like maybe that part you kind of have dialed in. Like if you were someone who was just super into, you know, um, hanging with friends and in this big committed relationship, we might be having a discussion about, well, what do you want to do that's, that feeds this part of you that likes to go fast? But you have that part dialed in, so we're doing the other, right? Don't we all have... Usually there's parts that we're that are doing pretty well and then other parts that we're not as good at. Like, we did this in a Tony Robbins thing uh, where we, there were like seven different things, like your relationships and your job and your personal care and then your health care. And then you filled in according to how good you were at it, how far out. So theoretically, it's going to make this nice round wheel, right? Because everything's going to be like six or seven out. But most people's wheels are like two, eight, three, you know, so, so there's, so that's, and that's just people. That's how we are. So the, when we're good at one part of it, then we're always looking at the other. I mean, I have single friends and they're really commit. They really want to attract in a committed relationship. I'm in an awesome committed relationship. I want to attract in a different job. Like we just have our different things. So you, those may not be on there because you've already got that dialed in. It sounds like. I think it's also interesting that uh, most of the aspects of my life going through this work, I feel like I need to speed up. But look at this page, I call ass a lot. So what is it that you think you need to speed up? Uh, I don't know, I don't know if there's shame around there or uh, I don't think I always do my How long did you work today? Okay. And then you were coming to do this, and you're coming off of a knee thing. I. My personal belief system now is that usually when it looks like I am not being productive or lazy, it's almost always because I'm tired for reals. Like I'm just tired or I'm tired of working. Like five hours with your tools on sounds like a big day. 
So maybe, I don't know. I mean, I don't know. But I had this conversation a lot with Heno in our podcast for the first year because he would be like, I just need more motivation because I get off work and sometimes I just go home and I don't do anything. I just, you know, eat and watch TV. And I've done a lot of looking at this because I've done the same thing. But what I know for sure is that when I go home and watch a lot of TV, I'm tired. Or I've been running and gunning for too long and that's how I get caught up. So if I don't want to go home and watch that much TV, I need to be more proactive about giving myself more rest. Because I believe, and especially I, the longer I'm doing this, and the more I read about it, the more I believe this, especially if someone's the kind of people that are going to come and listen to a talk like this and that are going to do this writing, we're not suffering from a lack of motivation. We're suffering from a lack of being able to do less and be okay with that and find ways to be filled up that aren't our usual ways when we're too tired, right? That's the hard part. That's... That's what I think. And I think that actually about more people than not. When people, like let's say someone doesn't show up for something like this, like I don't have time or that's whatever, like they're probably tired or overdoing it or whatever. I think that that's what feeds the alcohol problems. I think that's what feeds a lot of these things is people need to check out because we're on. A lot. And I, I mean, I don't know, obviously, because we're having just this short conversation, but I would take a look at the shame part of that myself. Because I've had to do that myself. Because enough, right? And, and the other piece is we can't be on and be productive 24-7. We're not supposed to be. Like, I loved what Kathy shared about, like, sometimes I need to just do this for a little while. So then come back and, you know, we can't always power through. Like, I have work days where some days, like, my process is, I do, my process with creating this stuff, I get an outline, and then I walk away from it, and then I skin up the mountain with Lucky, and I think about it, and then I, and then all of a sudden I have a flash, and then I write some more stuff down, and then I do some, it just, I can't just sit there and just power this out in one big work session. It just doesn't work like that. I wish it did sometimes. And I read these things, you know, these authors, they just sit there and wait for the writing to come. Like, that doesn't work for me. It's never come. Like, I didn't feel that great this morning. I was trying to figure out I was going to take Lucky out. Rob's like, I can take him for you. I'm like, I think I need to go outside because I don't know. I'm kind of roadblocked. I'm like, I'm just going to take a shower slash bath and just, I came out of the bath. I'm like, I want you to take Lucky. I'm ready. I wrote for like an hour and a half and then had a long lunch. Like it just, I don't know. And the other thing that I do know for sure from, because I've worked with a lot of spiritual teachers. I mean, intense weekends, you know, where you do the whole thing and you get out of it and you're all fired up. And then like two days later, you're like, oh, I can't even, I can't even move. And then you're all bummed out because you're like, boy, that didn't take. That processing is, it takes a lot of energy and to let it land. And when Rob and I got back from that weekend of therapy, we both kind of hit the ground running, got back to work, and I had this coming up, and we da-da-da-da-da. And by the next weekend, we were both <whistles> done. Because that's kind of the point of some of this, is sometimes we're done, and it's okay. And it doesn't mean we're not motivated. It doesn't mean we're not scheduled. And it doesn't mean we're not organized. 
Sometimes it does, but more often than not, it just means we're tired. So I think it's finding that it's finding that balance, right? That's the key. There's a balance in it, and when I'm out of balance, I can check out and not be productive, not doing my best in the day. Yeah. Um, not very good at today's versus good day. And I mean, is here's a question for you: Is it okay to not do your best every day? Or what if you, does it, I want, would love to hear if anyone else has an opinion or a weigh-in on this. Is it okay to still do things and show up but not be your best? I mean, can you show up and teach a yoga class and not be your best? Or is it your goal to be your best every time? I mean, personally, with that, with my work, I want to be my best all the time, and I'm not. Just not. Yeah. You know, but I bet your best is really, really damn good. Or I mean, you're, you're not your best is really, really good. Like people probably may not know this. Right. And, and you're like, yeah, people have said that to me. Maggie Blair has said that to me. You know, you at 50% is you know better than blah, 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 blah. But, um, but yeah, I mean, I have a very high standard when it comes to work. And um, I do a lot to be really good at it when I'm doing it. And every once in a while, it's just like, oh, that wasn't the best massage. Wasn't the best yoga class, and you just have to go. Probably, and then there's days where it's like, holy crap! Like yesterday was fucking amazing. Like I, I, you know, taught a couple of classes, gave a couple of massages, and they were unbelievable. And um, I was really happy. Thank you. It made me really happy. What makes you feel like they were unbelievable? Was it the feedback you got, or the no? It's how I feel. And then you usually get the good feedback, but I can feel it. I can feel it, and it's flow. You're in a, it just comes out, you don't even know where it came from. And it's like, okay, awesome, great. <laughs> and you know, and I feel like everything that I do, you know, all the times that we practice, all the stuff that I read, all the chanting that I do, I mean, that's the preparation for just show up and, boy, I hope the good stuff comes out tonight. You know, but there's a real letting go piece. I have to show up and just, well, I hope it happens tonight. Mm -hmm. Usually happens. My intention is to do my best all the time. And when I don't or I can't, it's okay. Uh, it's not expected that I'm that good all the time. But my intention is to do it. And if there's things in my right now, this afternoon for me is my uh, volunteer in my business. Mm -hmm. That's hard, isn't it? Oh, it's hard to wear that many hats. And usually when you're really good at one part of it, that, that the other, when you, you know, I mean, I know that from in here. Like if I didn't do the billing, I don't know what Rob would do. And I'm not that great at it, but he's so good at his job. But when you're the person, there's so many other hats in the, within the job. It's hard, yeah. Is there, um, 
any way that you could have pay someone to do that part of it for you and you just do more of what you're good at and you like more? Yeah, it's a big deal until you go, oh, I'm organized, I have a system, this isn't that hard. Yeah. Well, and what was interesting for me is when I've finally hired someone to do some of the billing for me, it actually, all I have to do is manifest one client a month once to cover what it costs me to do that. So I, if I, I just manifest that because she can get it done so much more efficiently than I am that it actually translates that I that I, I end up working an hour doing that and rather than working the three hours and then I pay her two hours. Anyway, it doesn't always work that way, but that was one thing. I mean, that's another little tip that they, on the joy path is if you hate it or it just, you know, see if you can trade it, pay somebody, give it away, you know, how, what can you do to, and we can't always do that. We sometimes just have to, you know, but sometimes we can. Yeah, I get that business up to $200,000 a year doing Because <laughs> a lot of those bookkeepers are just like my bookkeeper. She works for me two hours a month. Like, it's not like it's full time. Like a house cleaner, too. Like, right. Wow, that would be Anyway, just. Um, okay, what about what else? What else do we have here? What anybody? We, am I missing anybody? What, slow. Okay. Sunday morning. That's every time moving slow has brought me joy. Mm. Sunday morning. That's the time. Mm. I just love moving slow on Sunday morning. PJs. Used to be coffee back in bed with my book. Now it's stupid green tea. <laughs> 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 See, actually, this Sunday, I had a half a cup of coffee because it was Sunday. And I was just like, no. Now I know I got stupid green tea this morning. So. <laughs> if you enjoy it that much, why aren't you doing it? I don't think it's good for me. What if you do decaf? Yep. You can taste the difference. You can really taste the difference. Yeah, but I just think, I think that I'm better without. I'm giving it a try. I'm experimenting. Get you some decaf and knock your socks off. I'm experimenting. I think that I need to not have coffee with my system. That's what I think. So, experimenting. And the truth for me, because I have drank coffee and not drank coffee for years, not drank coffee, once I get off of it long enough, I lose the taste for it. I'm not that person, actually. Yeah, you might not be. You've been doing it for a long time. You never know. Yeah. If you've been having it for 40 years, how do you know you're not that person? Well, that's why I've been having it for 40 years. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a drinky person, but like, this week I'm the drinky person. <laughs> and it sounds like you're really happy about it, too. Oh, yeah. 
It is nice to have mornings non-scheduled, right? Sometimes, yeah. once in a while. It's I mean, it again comes down to those choices. Like I really like that on the weekends, but I also really love to get up and attack. Go to the mountain, go to yoga, go to, you know. You gotta pick, you gotta pick. These are what we call Cadillac solar, problems. Solar yeah. it's a great <laughs> Who else has a good slow one? Stretching. Oh, Climbing. very nice. Climbing is slow. Some music. Digestion's turned on when you eat slow. Good. Do you eat slow, Bill? Sometimes. It's good. Yeah. Making love everyday routine, eating one day a week, and Oh yeah. Like just slow meals are amazing. Napping. Mm. Skiing when you're not on the schedule. Mm. You don't have to get to work. I do. I know it's good. I love that. That's a good list. I'm looking for mine. I can't find. It. I have so many. Oh, I yeah. I did all the writing, and then I was like, oh, I need this in there, and then I didn't want to rewrite everything. Um, anyway, who else has something good slow? Anybody? I love the Sunday morning. I love the mornings. Um, and then the last one is passions. Anybody have anything new on that? Exciting. And group service, being outdoors, mm. physical motion, swimming, lifting, climbing, basketball, music, and then music with others. You sound like Jeannie's brother with that list. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I said okay. It's good. Yeah. Personal growth work, helping others change their lives, mm. love and connection, model bikes, skiing. Mm. One. Health, wellness, vitality, yoga, spiritual practice, my kids, playing outside, speed, biking, hiking, dancing, listening to music, singing, chilling in my PJs, reading, helping people, studying growth, challenging myself within reason, and chanting. So all we have to say about that list is thank goodness Kathy gave up the speed thing. Because otherwise we'd have to be working. It's going fast. Going fast. Well, when we're talking about speed. not. I, no, yeah. I used to take a lot of amphetamines. Yes, I was an amphetamine abuser. And I was a cocaine abuser. I was never an addict. I was only an abuser. And when I was done, I was done. I was like, oh, this isn't good for me. I'm gonna stop. That was that acid. I'm gonna stop. Well, I don't think this is good for me. But we're talking about speed tonight. We're talking about moving fast. Yeah. Like having to get everything done. 
having a list, making sure you get it done, moving, going, one activity to another, no resting. No rest. No rest. Jeannie, what about you? I had learning, growing, um, personal and business, um, connecting, health, fitness, mental and physical, um, humor, travel with friends, living here, and community. Oh, yeah, travel with friends. I put down walking. I'm like really into walking right now. Walking, walking, walking. Just walking, being outside, walking with the dog, walking with the dog. I don't know. I love it. I just, it feels really good to be outside a lot right now. Walk, walk, walk. Um, yeah, moving outside with Lucky. Learning new ways to change, slow down. I don't know about slowing down. That might not be my passion. I'm trying to make it my passion. Oh my gosh! I know. I love going. I need. You know what? I have a little room on the joy board. I'm gonna put something that. What would be a picture? That signifies. Yeah. Right. I. Yeah. Viparita Karani. Viparita Karani. A snail. The uh, Workaholics Anonymous book has all these amazing affirmations in there, and one of them is, I move at a glacial pace. I've had that one up for a while. I'm like, not really. I try. I want to. Not really. <laughs> Another one is, I do half as much and take twice as long. I mean, can you? That's what my mentor says to me all the time. I do half as much and take twice as long. Those are people who are pretty competitive at work. <laughs> Sorry. You know, I have a business coach, and they talk about the good life. Yeah. And the people, like the average that people make and that work by referral is huge, and they have a really well-rounded life. Like they're in the five circles of life. And if you love coaching, they would say, well, you should be coaching. Like, if you were wanted to coach mountain biking, for instance, they would support you in doing that, and that would support the rest of your circles. Like, it doesn't mean you have to work more. Like, these people that are really successful have real full lives, balanced lives. Mm -hmm. And possible. More. Like, because if Hillary was here, she would be saying, you just have to... Say that's what you want. Say that that's what you're bringing in, and then start doing it. That's what she would say. Mm -hmm. La di da, simple as that. I know. Where is she? Oh, really? Because it's not comfortable. <laughs> I'm gonna take a picture of it and then you can send it to her. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna send that to you. Well, and you know, people want, like, that. talking about a referral business, I mean, people want to work with somebody who has, has an amazing life. I mean, they, you know, if you're showing up and you're like, yeah, I live here and I just got off the mountain, I mean, people want to work with people like that. People want to work with people that are, it's hard to work, it's hard to show up for someone who's selling you something or taking care of your body in some way and they're like, 
<sighs> right? Well, it's not even it's like I'm so exhausted. Like you, like whenever I show up for a health a health appointment <laughs> with a healthcare practitioner, and they're so exhausted, all I want to be is like I don't have to stay. I mean, I'm I'm I don't. It makes me feel bad. Like I don't want to. I don't know. Rob keeps reminding me that um, that that's part of the deal for being a coach, right? I mean, you're going to go get coached by someone who's not doing it? I can help you have this amazing path to joy. I'm not really experiencing any of that, but let me just tell you how to do it, right? Last summer when I was just like up in a frenzy about, I don't know how I'm going to get, you know, working. And he was like, why don't you just pretend that you already have it and live like you do and make it the summer of Angela. That's what he called. That was our hashtag back and forth to each other last summer. It was the summer of Angela. I'd be out walking the dogs. I'm like, summer of Angela. I'm going to go do yoga. Summer of Angela. Now I'm going to go out for another walk. That lasted five minutes, and all your clients came, and you were working. Exactly. Summer that was, I know. That's what Rob said. He's like, that's all you had to do is start yeah. living your great life, and then people started showing up. They did. I mean, you had a great summer. They did, but he they was did. ready to give you the summer off. He was. I mean, you know, rel- with, yeah. yeah, with just a little bit, because that's all I had on the schedule. And then, and then, and then boom. Yeah. So, it works. At least it did for me. So. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Well, I, I'm going to do, um, so we're going, so we've got four more, four more weeks of this, three more weeks of this, and then we're going to Costa Rica for two weeks. And we're going to be doing a whole lot of nothing except for surfing. And I'm taking a stack of books. Can't wait. Um, I'll send you the Dharma. Yes. Yes. I would love that. And then, um, and then when I come back, uh, we're gonna, I'm going to do another coaching series of Your Summer Body. Getting set up. And we're going to do a checklist. And it's going to include a workout though, right? If you want. It'll be part of the package. And I'm going to do, we'll see if people want to do the Tuesday night, but I'm definitely doing it after workout on Mondays. I mean on Wednesdays. 9.30 Wednesday and then at, just right afterwards. So, and then I'm taking the summer off from group coaching. I'll just do private coaching and then hit the ground. We'll do it again in the fall. So, that's the big plan. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah, I'm going to do it again this summer. I'm going to have the summer of Angela and just do personal training and regular clients. and Just. Just. <laughs> well, you know, this is awesome, and I love this so much, but you can't just show up for this. Like, this takes, this is a week. Um, but when I'm personal training, I can just walk in the door. I just turn the key. How's it going? We put the music on. Let's go. Oh. <laughs> That's the joy of knowing it as well as you do. I know. I know. Oh, my gosh. oh yeah. You Thank you. Oh, I know. Well, you guys, so next week is alignment. That's going to be exciting. Aligning with natural law. And we're going to do a lot of talking about from a dynamic food, um, eating psychology standpoint, and um, mind-body nutrition. We're going to get into the more of the food stuff. So I'm excited about that. Well... That was that. Slowing up. It's an art form. It's a practice, not a perfect. I hope you were inspired. Uh, I enjoyed it. It was an interesting experience for me. It's definitely on my radar. And um, I wrote a blog about it this week, so I hope you can check that out. 
uh, that's on my website, which is at goingtoangelas.com. You can also get up, you get that delivered in your inbox every Sunday. You can just sign up for my website. Again, that's goingtoangelas.com. You can send me any feedback at Angela's Gym on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. I really appreciate you guys listening. I'll be back next week. We're going to talk about aligning with natural law. So looking forward to it. Thanks again. And I'll talk to you. Have a, have a joy, slow-filled week. Bye, everybody.